Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hello, friends. We are here for another edition of Anatomy of a Movie on the Popcorn Talk Network. And we are absolutely over the moon thrilled to have two amazing guests with us to break down the half of it on Netflix. We are so excited to have the incredibly talented, amazing beauties that are Leah Lewis and Alexis Lemire. Welcome. Woo! Thank you for having us. Might I say Popcorn Talk is the cutest, most awesome name for something. Ooh, yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's Glad great. You, love you guys it. really <laughs> lucked out on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, we lucked out on having you. We're so excited to have you here to talk about this amazing movie. We obviously loved it. And I cannot be talking about this alone. I am here with my amazing panel, uh, the senior producer of the Popcorn Talk Network, he also loves Star Wars. Please welcome Ryan Nielsen. That's right. How are y'all doing? I'm so excited to talk about the half of it on Netflix. And this is just an absolute delight that we have to the leads. Um, I could not be more excited. Amazing. Me as well. We also have the queen of K-pop news. She also loves a good rom-com. So who doesn't? Please welcome Trina Dong. What's up, everybody? Hi, Alexis and Leah. So excited hey. to have you guys. I'm obsessed with the movie. Let's do it. Thank you. Uh, again, I'm Brian Saunders. I'm so excited to be here and talk about this with you all. Um, obviously, giving you that LGBT perspective that this movie uh. kills, crushes, love it so much. <laughs> so we are going to dive right in. But before we do so, Ryan is going to give us a quick little introduction to the film and what it's all about. Yes, that's right. Set in a small town of Squamish, I believe is how you pronounce mm -hmm. it. The brilliant Ellie Shu uh, agrees to write a love letter for a second string tight end jock named Paul Munsey. <laughs> Uh, for his crush, and Ellie doesn't suspect but become his friend, and also doesn't expect to fail to fall for his crush as well. Mm. It's a really heartwarming rom-com that has a lot of twists and turns, and it's on Netflix right now. You can check it out. We're really excited to talk about it. Amazing. I cannot wait to get into it. So I want to jump right into a first really big topic. So Alexis and Lee, what we do here in Anatomy of Movie is kind of talk about our favorite moments from the show, uh, from the movie, some of our hot topics from it. So what I want to talk about is one of the big themes, which is how this isn't really a coming out story. It's really a love story. You know, a lot of these LGBT centered films are really about coming out or they have this kind of tragic ending um, with love. So this is really focused all about love in different forms, which I absolutely love so much. And again, you know, from my own perspective, what I love so much about it was how real it was. I felt every single thing that Ellie was feeling from my young high school life of, you know, <laughs> that longing, that angst, that, oh my gosh, like he is it for me kind of thing, you know? So <laughs> it's, you can really, really feel that. And I just have to tell you, you know, from someone in the community, it's absolutely amazing to see. And the way you two portrayed it was so great as well. Um, so I want to hear all of your guys' thoughts about that as well. Trina, what did you think about that whole, this whole theme? I loved it. My The part that got my heart the most is that, Ellie was just experiencing romance through these letters from someone else's romance, but hers at the same time. And mm -hmm. that is such a classic note passing scenario from back when we were kids. And no matter who you are, you can totally relate to, even if you were the bold one that ran up to your crush and said whatever, you can relate <laughs> to how it feels and the buildup and just kind of wanting to say whatever. And she got to do that in her own way. And I thought it was amazing. Little misguided-ish, of course, <laughs> but 
<laughs> loved that she got to experience it at least yes ryan what did you think oh my gosh guys this this is a really really delightful movie and i feel like a lot of uh thank you absolutely of course i feel like a lot of of like team rom-coms kind of harken back to like a lot of john hughes movies and sort of rely on that sort of a form of nostalgia whereas this i feel like was really carving its own path and also relating to a lot more recent films um not like the john hughes era and i mean i'm really curious to hear from alexis and, and leah you know working with the director alice Wu. she hasn't done a feature in over 15 years and for this to be the project that she chooses the story to tell after so long, like just getting involved in that, what was that like? I think what is so particularly interesting about this film is kind of like what Bryant was just saying earlier about um, this representing the LGBTQ community. It's not necessarily a story of coming out more as it's kind of the beginning stages of coming to and kind of having a self-realization for yourself and even realizing that you might be capable of having these kinds of feelings. I mean, Ellie is kind of this really wallflower, um, shy, introverted character who doesn't really have that much social interaction to begin with in high school, especially given the fact that she is kind of the only Chinese girl in Squamish. So with that added factor too, it's just kind of this really delicate walk through high school with all of these mm. different characters and it's interesting because alice Wu, she is not in high school but she writes these characters so well from an honest place in the way that she experiences them and kind of views the human experience in general and how we interact with each other and the way that we love but not just romantically through friendship and through family and um just seeing the love that kind of transpires between ellie and aster it's it's kind of it, it's sad that it has to be through letters, but at the same time, it kind of offers a way for these two to really connect with each other without mm. the physical. They really get to see each other through their words and their emotions and what they really mean. And I feel like that's why that scene in the hot tub that we did was so pivotal because that was the first time that they really got to see each other. I mean, what do you think, Lexia? <laughs> <laughs> You know, working with Alice was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Um, she she reminds us constantly um, about how many people she went through in the yes. casting process <laughs> to find us, and and that was such an amazing feeling to to know that you know there are those roles out there that are so right for you. Um, what was really amazing about Alice particularly is, you know, before we even had booked the roles, we had um, some Skype sessions with her and it was really cool. But b before those Skype sessions, I was really nervous because I had done my research on her and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is so smart. And then she's so well-spoken. I was like, so freaked out to talk to her. And I just remember hopping on Skype and she was like, hi, like, how are you? And she just started like, asking about me, about Alexis mm -hmm. and about my life. And, and then we kind of were able to dig into the character and how we relate to each other. Um, and I think what's really cool about Aster's character is though she is this popular girl, she also has this sense of loneliness too. And you see it in her yeah. eyes, and you see it in her heart that nobody before Ellie or Paul really understands her. I think they, mm -hmm. they see this image and she's kind of expected, you know, by her parents to do these certain things and she just kind of puts on this facade. But then she meets 
Ellie, even in like our, our, our longing bathroom scene, as, as people call it, um, you know, we have this moment where these girls are talking about Wenatchee and my character does not care about Wenatchee. And mm. she really sees for the first time this other girl in school who is like, what is Wenatchee? And we kind of have this little interaction where it's like, oh, you get it. I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, for our uh, our hot spring scene, that definitely was the first time that you really mm -hmm. asked her, um, you know, not through the letters, open up to somebody. And she even says, you know, like, I, I it's so nice to not just talk about boys. You know, we're talking about stuff that's that's yeah. so deeper. Um, and that was just an incredible experience to to do that scene with with Leah. I mean, she is such an amazing um, person to work with. I mean, we connected. Um, off screen as much as we did on screen. And that was a really incredible experience. Yes, I we love did. that. Yes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so <funny you> bring <laughs> that up. it's so funny you bring up the hot spring scene, Alexis, because you know, that is pretty much the trend everyone is talking about. Because <laughs> that was basically the moment, you know, and I want to kind of get your perspective, kind of your headspace from an acting perspective of doing that scene or doing any of the scenes. Because we know that Aster is kind of <clears throat> battling with these, is she there, is she not? Is the, are these really her feelings? But she's also heavily influenced by this religion that's a big part of the town as well. Right. So, you know, from your acting perspective, how did you kind of portray that of being someone who wants, kind of longs for this new experience, but also has this background? I think what was so important um, with this experience actually was the connection I was so lucky to have with my co-stars. Um, especially with Leah, I think really, really our whole relationship throughout the movie is our connection and our, our, our nonverbal communication. And we have that in real life. And I was so lucky to be able to be able to just kind of live in that space. Um, and I think that's, what's so important with Aster is, yeah, she's kind of battling these, these things that are kind of telling her what's right. But it's also like through the letters, she really got to see like there's so many different kinds of loves and, and there's so many different ways to love that, you know, it really doesn't matter what, you know, the, the person's gender is or, or, or what they look like. You know, it really was just about the words that she was saying to me and how they made me feel. Um, so it was really just connecting with my, my character with Aster on all those aspects that made me feel so close. Um, and, and I was able to kind of really portray everything that she was feeling and, and Leah so lovingly, um, you know, brought out all those feelings in me too, um, that were so, so honest and genuine. A lot of what you saw on screen was real life. You know, we, we really mm. do have this connection in real life. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm I'm loving what you're doing on screen. I'm also loving all the LGBT LGBT representation we're seeing now in Hollywood. So, Leia, for you, what was it like portraying such an important and real like LGBT character? It's it's so interesting because I have watched and read different stories like this, and I never would imagine that I could have the privilege of playing a character like this, one mm -hmm. that has such an emotional arc really and it's just it's such a privilege and an honor to be giving life to a story like this and knowing that there are real people out there that relate to this and need to know that their story is important and needs to be told and is seen and it's just 
it's really beautiful. You know, Alexis and I have been texting each other back and forth, different comments and videos and art and different things that we've seen on Twitter of people expressing mm. how they can relate to these situations that Aster and Ellie are going through. And it's literally just brought us to tears. Me calling Alexis and being like, BB, like, we literally cry. <laughs> we literally cry on the phone, like, break down. <laughs> yeah. And it's like just hearing everyone's emotions towards this makes this that much more gratifying to be a part of. You guys and the people that watch this and support this are basically what is making this film and giving life to these characters even more than we as Leah, Alexis, or Daniel are giving life to these characters. So it's been it's been amazing. And working with this one, is she down here on the on the chat your, level? Your right. <laughs> <laughs> working with Alexis was insane. The chemistry was just off the charts. And like to be able to walk on set and just trust that your partner in the scene is going to give it their all and really go there with you and be completely vulnerable and just leave it all out there is such a gift. Um, mm -hmm. especially just being guided by Alice as well. She really, really helped us connect to those roles so deeply. That's amazing. Well, you know, like I said, it's 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 absolutely resonating with everybody in the community. And me and Trina actually talked about this, that it's not just resonating with people in the community. It's resonating with every single person about every mm -hmm. single aspect of love. So mm -hmm. we're so happy to have you both here to talk about it. And we just can't wait to like see more. Um, and hopefully there's a sequel. <laughs> That's what we're really hoping <laughs> out for. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> we will definitely talk about that. But I want to kind of move into another topic. We want to talk about another really great moment from this movie, which was the bold stroke, uh, especially that in entire sequence with the painting on the wall, which was so, so sweet and absolutely incredible. So I think Ryan is very passionate about this one. So Ryan, give me your thoughts on the bold stroke. Oh my gosh, the bold stroke. <laughs> I might make a bold stroke with these, some of these questions. No, I, <laughs> that sequence though, with the spray painting and the messaging with, and the voiceover, I thought was so amazing. Like you have the stagnant camera and then you just have all that time pass. I was just curious, what was that process like or the conversations you were having on set about um, like each movement and each uh, back and forth. It was really a conversation you guys were having. Well, instead of on the phone, it was just on this wall. What, what were the conversations like on set and just what you're articulating through that scene, getting to the point where once your painting's ruined, you have to have every, you have to take everything from inside you to get that pretty good painting once again. Mm -hmm. Dude, this was such a fun scene. I feel like it's like, an oppressed teenager's Banksy move, but like flirting <laughs> with each other. Like, it's, it's like, it's the most innocent form of expressing flirting mm. in the most innocent of ways, but just showing their connection with each other. And we actually did it via voiceover. Yeah. Oh, and we, we, we did. We did see each other during the sequence. So it was really kind of cool to see her walk up to the wall and me walk to, up to the wall and we were nowhere near each other shooting wise. A lot of the times, totally. especially when we were doing those scenes, we like to kind of keep separate um, just because, you know, we talk about this relationship that we have off screen. It's almost kind of like, it would be really kind of too much sometimes where we'd be like, <laughs> okay, on set, we kind of have to like take a step back because, you yes. know, I'm still supposed to make Ellie feel kind of nervous <clears throat> and, and, mm everything like that. So it was really cool to see the sequence. I don't know what you think, Leah, but put together because we had no idea what really each other's reactions were until we saw the movie. So yeah. that was really cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Also, too, when we were in the voiceover booth, I mean, the way that they reply to each other, it would be as if they aren't face to face anyway. So mm-hmm. I feel oh, like when wow. we were in the voiceover booth, yeah. Alice was like, OK, now picture picture Aster when you're saying these things. And because mm-hmm. Alexis and I have such a strong connection, oh, I was like, she's right there. Like, <laughs> I just see her and kind of connect to the points of the way Ellie feels for Aster, just the way I feel about Alexis being like my soulmate sister. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really cool seeing how it came out. I was like, yeah. this is a conversation that we didn't have, but we did have, and it, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I just remember the camera being in this like they had like caution tape around the camera because they didn't want anybody oh, wow. to come near or touch the camera. It was in this very specific spot so that each time it broke away and each character, the same. new character was coming in, it was the exact same spot. Mm. So that was wow. a really cool thing too. I was, I was watching the setup and I was like, Ooh, what is going on? Like, <laughs> oh, wow. This is, this is crazy. How, you know, specific that they, they wanted that shot. Oh my gosh. Mm. I, I, I was just even more curious with, the, the line it closed on being, if you never do a bold stroke, you'll never know if you'll if you'll have a great painting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really necessarily as straightforward as you'd think. It's just knowing that you, you're capable of having a great painting, like mm-hmm. capable of having that confidence of even doing the stroke to begin with. Right. I just think that's such a unique mm-hmm. concept that kind of defines the whole movie where it's not necessarily pointing out like, oh, just finding your other half, but instead having the mm-hmm. confidence to do the pursuit do you think that that kind of resembled the whole movie it's kind of the trade-off you know you take that step and it could either land you off of a cliff or (laughs) you could be completely flying beyond your wildest dreams with that stroke because you never you never know the possibilities that you have inside yourself until you just take that little baby step and you know everyone's bold stroke looks different for Elliot standing up in a church and being like, be quiet, Trig, I have something to say. And, you know, for some other people, it's maybe eating a banana a day, but it's like mm. just making making that little fire inside of you grow a little bit more every time you think of making your bold stroke, possibly. Yeah, I absolutely think that was such a pivotal moment, um, especially with, you know, even you, you don't really see them together, you know, you see them kind of living their lives you know with with these these voiceovers kind of going on behind them and you really kind of see Aster's character for the first time you know Trig kind of comes in is like babe which jean jacket (laughs) (laughs) I'm like am I making any bold strokes like is this how I'm living my Mm. life I can do a pretty good painting but if I don't have that bold stroke and if I'm not making these big leaps this is all that that's gonna be so I've got to at least try. And then you see that moment where she is in class and she turns her phone over, she takes up her sketching pen and she she starts drawing. Um, so I definitely think that was kind of a pivotal moment for, for both of them. I think that was Ellie's way of kind of gaining some confidence as well in herself and being like, wow, okay, I'm not the only one that's kind of in my own little bubble right now. Definitely. It was so great to see. And I was literally like on my couch. I was like, oh, just see what was gonna happen next it was like so cute i loved it Trina, do you have any thoughts on that amazing sequence there's no need for me to comment after those comments <laughs> oh, and quotes yeah. that was i was just staring at the both of you it's really yeah. beautifully put and it really does put the story into perspective now especially even 
I'm sure we all plan on going and rewatching after chatting with you yes. too, because that <laughs> is okay. really amazing to share with us. So thank you. Yeah, honestly, me watching <laughs> the movie after like reading some other people's comments has changed a lot of scenes for me. Really, mm-hmm. seeing people, yeah, seeing people the way that they related to the. I keep saying hot tub machine. We are in a hot spring. Please yeah. disregard <laughs> me saying. I think I I said hot tub earlier, and then I was like, oh, oh. God, stupid. Why did I say that? <laughs> and after seeing the different things that people picked up on, and and realizing that they understand a lot of what Alice's purpose was, I was just mm. like, oh, that's the scene. Yeah. And I. It's it's really cool, kind of revisiting it, even as the actors in it. Yeah, I'm sure. All, all we can hope for, especially as actors, is you know being able to make people feel something with the work that we're doing. And this is mm. one of those projects where it's so nice to kind of have that validation and people saying, you know, I mean, I've had people message me being like, "Thank you so much. I've never felt more understood." You mm. know, watching a film before, and I just wish that you know we would have had these films when when i was growing up and and i'm so glad yeah. that we can be that voice for this next generation and they can feel comfortable enough to know that they're not alone and you know our characters are are real life people too that are going through these insane things and although it's yeah. at high school and these emotions are 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 so wild <sighs> you know there are people out there going through it too and they're not alone for sure Absolutely. We relate to it so much. And there is one more thing we definitely want to talk about because it was basically the big moment of the movie, which is that church scene. So that is when everything kind of came to a head and we see some slaps. We see some, (laughs) I'm going to say this in the most lovingly way possible, a little bit of like catfish discovery. Um... (laughs) But I know Trina is so in love with this moment as well. So Trina, tell me all about it. Y'all, if you tried to make us feel, you did. That scene had me, I was like, what's going on? Please no one else come out. And then somebody else would come out and everybody kept coming out and yelling things. (laughs) And I hated to love it the whole time. So I just want to know from your perspectives, because you guys were both living double lives. So from your perspectives, with everybody joining in the room, all of your worlds being together as actors, within those characters how are you battling those two sides of the story within that scene dude I feel like that day I think we had all thought it was going to be much larger than it was but everyone was just so dialed into their storylines and because every single character in this scene kind of has a realization and a coming out of their own way I mean (laughs) Even Trey outing himself. <laughs> just, it just, it's so interesting because each character kind of has their own story arc in this whole scene. Right. And um, I remember that day, like, how many times have we done that scene? Really, like, hun- like I think like over a hundred times between wow. between everybody's. Yeah. yeah. So many. But Mm-hmm. But you were just so present during it all. And I think that is what one of the biggest battles is when you're doing a scene like this that can last kind of all day. When your other actors are still putting it out and giving you the emotions, mm-hmm. I feel like that was something that you guys handled so amazingly. And it, it really helped just propel Ellie and my character uh, in general. But also, too, it's such a pivotal scene 
for Ellie because it's not only her way of coming out to Esther, it's kind of her way of coming out to her own self and doing that bold stroke and really kind of practicing what she's preaching in a way. And she doesn't know what the heck is going to happen. I think what happens is the mayhem where people are slapping each other and like doing all these crazy things in the end. But every single person makes a bold stroke in this, which I feel like this is like the grand painting Mm -hmm. of the whole movie. I mean, Aster, Aster too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what was so um, you know amazing about that scene is you said you know me and Daniel were giving you a lot, but really I I didn't have much speaking at all. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really great that even when Daniel and Leo weren't on camera, they still were giving a hundred percent, and that you know really kind of each time we would do it, even doing it over and over and over again, I still found myself each time coming up with new things in my head to be mm. kind of angry and upset about, but it's also kind of this, you know, it's also this realization that like, I I'd fallen in love with, with, with a woman. That's a, mm. that's a pretty crazy realization. And that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of her big thing too, is not only is she angry, but she's also figuring out this thing about herself. And now she's, mm kind of her world has kind of gone through like a dryer and it's like tumbling (laughs) what is going on um but I think I think the hardest part about that scene was was the slap actually the only Mm -hmm. because you know I don't even look at Paul when I slap him that's right so it's a (laughs) drive-by I I did (laughs) drive-by my anger was directed right at Leah and I just remember wanting to make her feel like she was the one who had got slapped like Mm. Paul may have felt it but I hope you feel it (laughs) (laughs) so I just remember Alice she was like I don't even want you to like glance in Paul's direction. I want you to stop wow. exactly where he is. Mm. I want you to slap him, but I want you to slap Ellie. And I was just like, <gasps> oh my yeah. God. So good. Yeah. You slapped all of us, girl. Yeah. We all got slapped in the face. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's also the first time you see the side of Aster where you're like, oh, okay. you are so nice. What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty wild scene to shoot. And, and that was definitely a long day, but um. I'm so thankful for Leah and Daniel being able to give themselves and have these long speeches and be able to be vulnerable hundred percent through every single take. And that's really all you could ask for in, in your co-stars. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. We saw that so much on screen and I want to yeah. just now talk about the last moment because it's kind of what everyone is talking about as well. So this, you think this is going to be a right off into the sunset, happy ending where Aster <laughs> and Ellie are going to fall in love and move off to a cottage in, somewhere else but (laughs) we do not get that and again it goes back to what I said about how real it is because I feel like that is really what would happen in this kind of situation it's not going to be a perfect ending we're not going to see Astra jump head first into this new relationship because she's still figuring herself out so is Ellie Mm -hmm. so I want to kind of get your thoughts about that of how this is different than so many other movies with this kind of cliffhanger ending well, there is talk of a sequel in Bora Bora. Come on. Yo. 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 Believed Bora Bora even. That's how bad we We believed Bora Bora. That's how bad we did Ellie I... star on Love Island. And it's a... Wow. We just crushed Ryan's dream. We just got Ellie. We just... 
Yeah, we got. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will wow. say though, even though they do not end up together in this, um, I feel like it is such a happy ending because yeah. they've kind of walked away with a piece of themselves and also this newfound information about each other. There is this mutual understanding of, oh, we arrived. But <laughs> so, it's so brand new for them. And I feel like it would be very unrealistic if like Ellie was like, oh, I'm dropping out of college, I'm coming home and mm. we're gonna do life together now. And that's not always how it goes. And I feel like the sequel at the moment is hearing people's stories, like people's lives and the people that have been through the Ellie Chu situations and the Astor Flores situations of the world. What happens after is literally what happens to you guys in real life. And I think like Alice has been kind of reminding Alexis and I to really just kind of soak in this ending at the moment, even though Alexis and I have been making like fanfics on the side, being like, what if Ellie and Astro did this? Oh my what God. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, I Bibi? What, what about a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, you know, um, the, the ending is really, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not this happy ending, but I really do think it is a happy ending and, and for themselves. And I think, you know, what is so important is just remembering that, you know, we don't really normally with these, you know, normal ha happy endings, you don't see kind of what goes on after that. You know, they, they yeah. normally in real life, we don't just ride off into the sunset. It's also just like life happens, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes the odds of even a couple staying together through college years, you know, there's just so much. And then with these added layers of Aster's family and, and my religion and, and my art and, and, um, you know, Ellie writing, it's, it's, it's really there's so much that goes into it and i'm so glad that alice took that into consideration and really just let each character let each other be each other's lesson and mm -hmm. and something that we all needed to kind of go through to grow we all used each other in a sense to grow and learn something about ourselves and i think that's really beautiful i i wanted to ask there's so many great scenes you guys were talking about with just with, with that ending scene almost throughout the entire film, the camera just holds for a few extra seconds mm. than you're regularly used to. Uh, it particularly stood out to me in that scene, um, I believe when it was when Ellie was with Paul in the truck and mm, yes. she's about to get out. And before he just un unloads this, this like truth bomb as to why he's here and trying to get out why she's here. And you stop and go back in. The camera just kind of follows you. What is it like? I I'm really curious to hear just that, that choice on set because it almost makes it more theatrical, these, these longer takes where you get to really sit in those moments and not so much rely on the editing as much. Like, was that, does that help you as a performer, Leah and Alexis? Or I'll start with Leah. You know, depending on certain scenes... I feel I really do feel like it is a case by case situation. You know, in this situation with Paul, I love that you notice that it stays on Paul because that is his moment. Even when Ellie is telling her story to Paul, it stays on his face because you really see Paul internalize things like that. And I feel like at times it can be a bit of a challenge, but with the right preparation and with the right, I'd say, director and certain technique that I feel like Alice used. She really just kind of kept us in this world where, I mean, we were constantly internalizing things, whether the camera was on us or not. And it was just kind of like, 
second nature being able to, I mean, yeah, kind of, I guess, like navigate through these long scenes. And I especially love that Alice used these long takes because even after Ellie kisses Aster, it doesn't go back to Ellie's face. It stays on Aster because that mm-hmm. is her moment. And you watch her whole expression go from, oh my God, what just happened to you? This is really cool to, oh my God, I can't believe she just did that. She just did that. <laughs> and like, had they not had a shot like that, you wouldn't have seen literally the evolution of Aster Flores' heart like flutter in front of you. And that, that, I almost said the S word, that stuff is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's it so really cool. is. I think what's so important too is, is really the writing. It's, it's mm-hmm. not writing that I feel like, you know, sometimes you can have this writing where you're just kind of like blurting stuff out and it's kind of like, it's not much that you have to really think about, but the way that Alice wrote this and the amount of detail that she put into it, it was almost so easy to kind of get lost in the thoughts behind a, behind the words. Um, and I think, I think you really see that also too in, um, in the, uh, the hot spring scene, you really see Aster and Ellie have these moments where they're, they're saying these really beautiful things and really connecting with each other. And you just see both of them internalizing and, and, and constantly just lost in thought. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I personally attribute a lot of that to Alice and, and her writing and even her directing style. She was so amazing with just being like, hey, let's let's just ride this first scene, this first take out. Let's see what you do with it. And then we'll talk about it. And, you know, she would she would come over and, you know, we'd have we'd have a conversation about it. And, you know, her being the writer director, she really had all the tools that we needed to get to where we need to go. And that was so helpful and she was so incredible and, and, and so just honest and vulnerable through the process with us. And, and that was a really amazing experience. I love that. I love to hear that. I want to know as well, I, we talked about some of the amazing stories you two have together, but I know you have an, also such a great relationship with Wolfgang and with Daniel. So do you guys have any fun stories to share from working with them from the set, anything like that? Yeah, we were always goofing. I feel like <laughs> we were always dancing in the trailer. Lexi, I, okay, I call Alexis Lexiana and she calls me Liliana. I was like, nice. ah, like getting real low. <laughs> um, lots of tomfoolery, lots of eating, lots of laughing. I feel like we annoyed them quite a bit. <laughs> I think Daniel wanted to strangle us half the time, but like, <laughs> us to death, but we also drove him kind of nuts. Lots of femme mm. energy. But then sure. when he was not around us enough, he'd be like, okay, I miss you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, so sweet. He would take us to Target every weekend. Oh my gosh. Oh. We literally, we, we had a car and we were in upstate New York. So really it was, it wasn't like you could walk, you know, five minutes and get to where mm-hmm. you needed to go. We needed a car. He was the only one who had it. And, you know, we'd go to, we'd go to Target and we'd just call him up, me or Le- uh, Liliana. We would call him up and be like, dad, can you take us to the store? <laughs> and we'd literally be in the car talking as if we were sisters and dad was driving us to the store. We'd be like, dad, could you drive any slower? Like, <laughs> wow. oh, yeah. I'm going. So <laughs> and we all stayed in this like little, uh, not little, it was like this Anne of Green Gables house hotel. Where, like, uh, uh, there, it was like a huge, I, not oh like plantation goodness. house, but it was like a mansion with like a bunch of different rooms. And we all stayed there for like the week and ev- the week that we had to do stuff at the train station. And mm. I remember just like set happening outside my window and I'm like, oh, 
okay like good morning hey it's 6 a.m what's up walking outside hi alexis oh i'm in your bedroom <laughs> now i'm in your bedroom, <laughs> Back in my bedroom. Like, okay oh my i'd literally wake up to like that cut and i'd be like okay good morning <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a little family it was really cool no it was a lot of fun that 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 specific week was pretty crazy i'd literally just I didn't have that much to shoot that week, but was funny. <laughs> you would see Alexis come down from her hibernation to get some food down at Crafty. Uh. <laughs> the only time everyone would see Alexis, and I'd be like, "Hi, just coming to Crafty." We loved Bye. you at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I also want to know too. We talk about so many of them, but I'm pretty sure we probably already have talked about it as well. But what is your absolute? If you could only do one scene from this whole movie, what was your absolute number one favorite? Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, mine is kind of oh maybe it's not like would we, would we relive it's the what? same experience of shooting the scene or would we just do it our way and get to shoot it over and over oh maybe maybe that whichever you like whichever you over, and over, yeah. over and over hot spring scene <laughs> yeah. except we could we could crank the heat up in that hot spring a little and yes. then you know just really really just get cozy in there <laughs> we had so much fun that day and i feel mm -hmm. like it was a really comfortable setting too yeah, like it, was, it was the water was warm it was it was like a bathtub it was it was nice it was actually the only thing is is we we struggled a little bit with that um, you know you see that part where we're floating mm. oh my God. and Actually, a picture recently just came out, and everybody's freaking out about it because I'm holding Leah's head up. <laughs> Did they see it? What? They can see it? Is it like a bigger yeah, picture? Yeah, they see my hand, and everyone's oh. like, crazy. like, look at the way you her head is. I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> like, we're both on like these we're little like, like, floaty uh... things underneath our back. <laughs> And I'm trying to keep her head near mine, but also like my legs floating, but she's like holding on. Drifting away. <laughs> Drifting away. I'm holding her head and we're just like standing here and they're like, are you guys ready? And we're like, what? You're <laughs> under the water. So that was definitely difficult. But I mean, I dreamed about shooting that scene from when I first read the script. I don't know about mm. you, but I just thought that was just. I was so excited to shoot that scene the whole time we were filming. And that ended up being the last day on set that we filmed that. What? Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Very nice. Ending. High little bow. Perfect ending. That was such day. a sweet day. And guys, we were in this gorgeous park. Our set designer built this huge, mm -hmm. guys, tips. The hot spring is actually built man-made. I was going to ask that next. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Someone say it's a hot and, tub. <laughs> and they, this hot tub time machine. <laughs> no, it was incredible. Our dreams like came to life. It was like the coolest wow. thing ever. I wish it was an actual location so we could like drop a pin. <laughs> I know. We both shut up to set and we just kind of looked at each other. And we were like, Oh my god. Oh, like, yeah. this. And it was the last day. It was really emotional, but it was also like Alice kept reminding us, like, really soak this in. This is it. Yeah. You know? And this was also our audition scene. So we kind of really oh, wow. really had we had yeah. Get a full one eighty. Yeah. That we auditioned with that and you know, we're we're there two months later and we're shooting the last scene of our film and it was just us two and I mean, it was it was a really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ending to that shoot, for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Well, honestly, it was so...
so amazing to see. And it's also a beautiful way for us to end the show. It's been such an amazing pleasure to have you both. Before we go, Ryan, Trina, anything else you want to throw in there, ask, cover before we go? I do just want to mention, love a good Asian immigrant story and love that father-daughter dynamic. Totally brought back memories for sure. But when he, I know Ryan has a, a favorite part of that dynamic as well or maybe it was Brian one of you but when Ellie's father said that you came here to oh. be more like your mother not like me dude we were all toast on that line <laughs> so good but I loved how that dynamic was portrayed because it's so real so so real and it was just again nice to see within a real life story Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I think that is something that every single person can relate to, whether they come from an Asian family or not, just being seen by their parents for the first time and understanding parental sacrifice and then finally being Mm -hmm. able to hold space for their children. It's just, it's so, it looks so different on so many different people as well. And I feel like I was really, really glad that Alice was able to really incorporate that family dynamic so strongly. The handling. Thank, thank you the, for saying that. I was going to say the handling of just every, the whole story with the mom was yeah. so subtle throughout the whole movie, just from a picture mm-hmm. in a guitar case to just like mm-hmm. a line here or there that when yeah. he says that at the end in English, you're like, oh my God. No. Amazing. You know he knew that English. He knew that English. <laughs> like, I, so like, good. I know exactly who Paul is, and I hear your conversations <laughs> while I'm sleeping. Duh. What's interesting, too, is they don't really talk about, Ellie doesn't really talk about her mom that much for this whole movie. Yeah. And I feel like in most movies, the being frank, like the dead parent is usually the driving yeah. factor of what mm-hmm. keeps this person closed off. Disney, sorry. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm and sorry. Ellie, she doesn't let that really define her. Yeah. And you start to see it come. You, you actually start to see her become more comfortable with the thought of talking about her mother as she opens up to Paul, and um, finally, really just talks about it with her dad. And they kind of joke in this really weird, morbid way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's. It's such a beautiful moment of silent yeah. poking sarcasm. Yeah, And you can and feel that dynamic fester up when she didn't say the usual American goodbye when she yeah. was on, was leaving. And so, just not, went, you know, the dad's in the window with I know, her friends I like, that she cares her. about most. <laughs> it's just, that's, oh. not, that's not how we do it. We're not <laughs> like, yeah, we just it's don't a very do that. Silent, it's very real, yeah. Yes, it's a very observing the other person and just understanding in the silence that there is that love and that connection. It's so yeah. cool too, when you pan back to the dad, he's in his in his train station uniform again. Yep. And he's dad, to he's like, dad, <laughs> self-love. Oh, like, goodness. Yes, dad, yes. Hi. I cry every time too when he's like he asked Paul he's like did you and Ellie break up I'm like oh no my heart you don't know literally my face the whole time I'm like no they're both having like two different conversations too and it's interesting too because like Ellie's dad feels so comfortable talking to Paul in his negative language even though Mm -hmm. Paul doesn't really know what he's saying he definitely feels the weight of what Colin or or Ellie's dad. Yeah. is saying and it's it's like watching these two people who are not very good with their words kind of like yes yes uh-huh. oh my yeah. gosh 
You just <laughs> felt the emotion behind it. They didn't need to actually, it's just like not oh, saying words at all. It's just all there. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Well, that's, I won't go on. I could go on for an hour more about that. So I'll stop, but thank you. Thank you. That, I, that's what I was most curious about that as well. But thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Ryan, any more thoughts? Anything else you want to shout out? J just shout out to the two of you. Th thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this was yeah. an absolute delight and uh, I, I just can't wait to see how more and more people react to the film and that being our sequel and, and just hearing more and more of these stories come out. Oh, thank That's you amazing. so much for having yeah. us. Yeah. We're ready to see so you fun. in Bora Bora. Um, yeah, Bora Bora sequel. That's actually the sequel. I don't know what Ryan's there. talking about. Oh we'll see you in Bora Bora. <laughs> I'm letting everyone know this is like after the pandemic, though. Like, we're not just going to Bora oh, yeah. Bora. Like, oh, there yeah. are safety Bora precautions Bora. that we will be and taking. Yeah. Yeah. That's the TP hut thing, and we will stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Before we get to Bora Bora, ladies, tell us where they can find Tell the people out there where they can find you on social media, Leah. Where can, where can they find you? Woo! You can find me on... <laughs> you can find me on Instagram or Twitter as Leah M. Lewis. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Amazing. And for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Alexis with two X's, Lemire. Yes. Trina, how about you? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Trina Dong. And Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Nilsen, R Y N I L S E N, and Instagram at Ryan Nilsen. Brian. Amazing. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos. It has been the most amazing edition yes. of Anatomy of a Movie here on the Popcorn Talk Network <laughs> with the lovely, talented, brilliant, amazing actresses. <laughs> I could use all oh. the adjectives in the world. <laughs> Alexis Lemire and Leah Lewis, thank you both so much for being here. To all of you out there, thank you so much for watching. We will see you on another Anatomy of a Movie. Make sure you catch the half bit on Netflix. It's amazing. You're going to love it. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.